This is In the Ring with Sumo Heavy, a weekly e-commerce podcast with your hosts, John Suter, Bart Moraz, and Brittany Blackman. In the Ring features interviews with e-commerce leaders, as well as the latest news and strategies to give listeners actionable ideas and inspiration for their e-commerce businesses. The podcast is a production of Sumo Heavy, an e-commerce consulting firm with offices in Brooklyn, New York, and Philadelphia. Find us on the web at sumoheavy.com. In real time, or is this just us? Well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. It's a, I bet it's been a year, bud. It's a this is weird. Yeah. Since uh, you were like the last uh, not person living on the island I saw for a little while there. It, it literally was my last trip, like on the plane. And you guys were the last people. We had breakfast and that was my last trip exactly a year ago. This is kind of surreal. Um and we'll talk about your job change at some point, but Ben, introduce yourself to the world. Ben Marks, uh, Director of Global Market Development at Shopware AG. A, I think AG is short for a German company. No, it's not, yes. but <laughs> <laughs> I think I just got fired. Um, oh, boy. No, so, uh, yeah, so a long time, um, worked in the Magento scene for a very long time, uh, first in the agency world back in the the late, uh, we call those naughty knots, the late, uh, 2008 I started. And then, yeah. And then you and I met, imagine that first one of Magento Imagine 2011. Yeah. You were working for another blue company. So you went from blue to, they were Magento, Magento. Wow. Magenta at one point, then orange, then red to back to blue. Yep. Yeah. It it all, (laughs) it, it all, it all comes home. It all comes home. Yeah. Uh, so we met, in like what 2011 yep 2011 that uh, that, right that was the first magento one the first the first magento imagine um yeah what an event that was and we i think we had no we thought it was cool had no idea what it would turn into no i mean you know it's been i mean sumo now it's going to be 11 in may so that's 11 years yeah that's kind of crazy you switched jobs and Actually got hired by Magento, and let's talk about that. Actually, um, let's talk about that background. Um, you worked for Bully Acorn, or our buddy Kevin. Yep, yep. Um, actually, uh, had had beers with him on the beach. I mean, <laughs> not really, because you're not allowed to drink on the beach here. But yeah, we had a couple beers uh, right by my house. Um, uh, just what last week, two weeks ago. Uh, it was good nice. to catch up with him. Yeah, so I started there, 2008. I mean. Like a lot of us back then, um, I was a I was a decent PHP developer by then. Knew Zen framework pretty well. Um, I was self taught, you know, learned on OS Commerce back in the day, um, and I, I figured Magento would be no problem. Uh, but I was, uh, how should you say? <laughs> how do you say unprepared? <laughs> like I was very unprepared. Um, and then, but then over time, uh, you know, Kevin, I didn't realize what he was doing at the time, but he let me, you know, I was, I learned to help. I got introduced into the whole open source, uh, the whole open source, you know, philosophy by, yeah. uh, by the, the online community that kind of grew up around the early days of Magento, you know, you know, pre, uh, documentation or training and, um, and, and Kevin at Blue Acorn just let me, you know, he let me start to spend more time on Stack Overflow and it was really cool because I was, I, as I, as I came to know more and understand the application better, I was able to help more and more. And I would actually seek out uh, new lives and new civilizations. Um, that's a 
Star Trek joke. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, boy, I, I, I'm sorry. Your number, you probably just lost like 10 subscribers. Um, so, uh, but it was, it was neat because, it was, you know, people were, were having, you know, they're trying to figure things out um, on Stack Overflow and, and the Magento tags were pretty busy. And so I was able to like go in and go, well, you know, I've never, I've never tried to make a custom shipping method. So this person's having a problem with it and gave me a chance to dig in. And I generally often would, would kind of figure something out and put an answer there. And over time that builds you enough of a reputation that the Magento brought me in to evaluate, um, evaluate the training that they were developing. And I kind of invited myself to be one of the first uh, instructors. And that, that was several years um, and starting to travel all over the place teaching Magento developers. Uh, and then that eventually just turned into uh, becoming the full-time evangelist um, in 2014. They just snagged you up. Fully. They did. I mean, they did. It was, it was, they put a job spec out that was, cause eventually they, they figured out like, you know, we, we should probably have somebody. Yeah. And they put a job spec out that was, uh, I mean, they didn't exactly. For you. Yeah. They didn't exactly recruit me, but they're like, need to be a Magento U instructor and have, I mean, it was very specific. Which, like for me, which were like at that point was like two of you. Yeah. There were two of us. <laughs> and it was like, and, and preferably living in Charleston. No, I mean, and, and, and it was, but it was like, it came out and like, I just, I'll, I remember I was at blue acorn. I was at the office, like yeah. a, a little bit later. And like, and, and, and like it had been out for a few days at least. And it, there was just a moment where we we're having like at all hands or something. And Kevin and I were standing next to each other and Kevin just looks at me. He's like, yeah, we should talk about that. That, <laughs> that job. And I'm like, job right I'm like, Kevin, I, I, I love this place. And he's like, man, I hate to lose you, but you really, this, you, you can't, you can't say no to this opportunity. And he was right. Kevin, Kevin, uh, Kevin remains one of, uh, you know, I mean, he and Roy Rubin, I think together really helped. Um, they made, they made me the man I am. <laughs> it's always good. I mean, Kevin's a good friend. So, um, which is interesting because I think, you know, in the beginning of this whole thing and, and Magento has a lot to do with obviously our company because we've been around for so long because of it. Um, you know, because back in the day when you had like OS commerce and Miva and that's about it, right. You had these small, yeah, exactly. And people just couldn't grasp and, and Magento came out the right timing with the right community that we all kind of jumped into really, really well. Um, you know, I think it grew a lot of businesses and you still have, in my opinion, you still have like old school companies that have been around forever. Even there's a whole bunch of new people that jumped into the space from agency perspective and from development perspective, like from software perspective. But there's a lot of us still know each other from back in a day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We, you know, for sure. Like I, and I still stay in touch with, um, with a lot of them. Um, you know, I think people have fallen out as, as, you know, as Magento's focus and product and cha you know changed over time, um, you know people people have come and gone. But a lot of the, a lot of people that I knew from the early days of Magento are still you know they're still around. You know, certainly in e-commerce, but a lot of them are still around in the Magento sphere. Even if even if maybe they've broadened what they're you know the scope of their offering um, you know to include other platforms, um, it is the case that it was it ended up being quite the kingmaker, which you know. Uh, years later, I was hiking, um, you know, 
few years back with Roy and uh, Roy Rubin, co-founder of, of Magento. Um, and, you know, and I, I'd asked him like, man, did you have any idea that, that, you know, that Magento would be this thing? And I, I knew for sure he was gonna be like, oh man, I had no idea. But he, he literally, like he said, no, he said, I wanted to change. I probably should not be, don't, don't quote me on me quoting him, but you know, free quoting. Yeah, it's fine. But he, uh, I mean, he basically said like, no, I wanted, I, I wanted to disrupt, um, you know, disrupt e-commerce, uh, you know, really essentially change, take the balance of power yeah. out from the, you know, like the, the stodgy platforms that were out there and, you know, really like, but, but basically put custom commerce in the hands of, of the merchants and, and the people, and then basically the ecosystem that would have to be there to support them. And they made the open source case, uh, which was damn good because it took off way faster than they thought. And they, they had to have this, this open access community I mean, if they, if they had gone like, oh, you know, well, only, only, only like vetted, like signed partners can access our stuff. Um, the, it, it would never be that. You, you would, you would never, you would never have heard Magento, just like you've never heard of some other platforms that tried that approach and failed. Yeah. Uh, so that's funny. Speaking of that, I, I, we've talked to a whole bunch of new, you know, new school ones and things that came after Magento and, you know, the only one that really probably is playing in that world is Shopify, obviously, because they've built something, something there and people kind of congregated it. But I'm going to give Magento the credit for that, too, because a lot of us are doing Shopify also, but a lot of us know each other because of Magento world, right? Yep. I think Magento had this like community driven type of thing where it fizzled out at some point, but we still have friends and, and things exactly because of that whole system. And, and nothing to do with, you know, everybody that has, like you said, everybody that has tried to do it in a closed sort of loop type thing, it just didn't, doesn't work. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm convinced. I mean, I clearly have my bias, but, um, you know, collaboration, uh, coopetition as, you know, is a term that came out of um, maybe not originated in the magenta sphere, but was popularized by like, uh, I think the first person I heard say it was Guido uh, uh, Janssen in the Netherlands. Um, but this idea that, you know, we, we all have to work together. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, like, like I, I, I might own an agency and I might be competing against this other agency, but, um, you know, but if, if, if I'm trying to take too much, it, this, is, this thing's never going to grow anywhere. And so you saw, I mean, you know, there was, there's certainly the timing was right. Um, and the opportunity was there, like OS Commerce, you know, anyone smart looking at, at what had happened with OS Commerce, which was this, you know, uh, insufficiently written PHP application, you know, at a time when PHP was a very, very young language. It's a much different, much more robust, much more yep. uh, professional language now. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there were still like PHP 3 files. I mean, this this was before like PHP had really had classes. So you had this, this, this truly open source project that wasn't really run out of a product company. It was just this consortium of people around the world. And then people would just sort of like, oh, well, there's this SDK for this, you know, obscure payments provider, you know, payments vendor in, you know, Karplakistan. Uh, I'm going to bang these things together. I mean, you had no idea what the quality of any of this was, but but this whole like extension ecosystem grew out of it. And, and, but, and it was what everyone used who needed to have like a custom commerce platform for a long time, even given all its shortcomings. And so, 
you know, yeah, Magento, Varian comes along and makes Magento and, and, and unleashes it on the world, gives it this nice polish. And then, you know, and then also had the connections with like, you know, Bob Schwartz, you know, out of, from, from um, Nordstrom.com and, 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 you know, people who knew people and, yeah. you know, people who played golf with people, right. That's the developers, you know, constantly think that, Oh, if, if, if I just build it better, it'll, it'll, it'll attract attention, but no, it's, it's, you, you, got it. You gotta, you gotta get it on the, on the, the, the golf golf courses and everywhere else so that people can actually, the people making the decisions are talking about it. And yeah. that's, and that is what happened. And you saw, and like you said, I mean, there are people, there are businesses and agencies in the world today who are doing things other than Magento or maybe have moved on from Magento, but they, they got their start in Magento. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, there's a lot of us, right. Um, it, it's definitely interesting because I mean, old school, what do you have before us? ATG, IBM and all the stodgy big world things that, strangely they're still around but they're so bad <laughs> it's just like why you know yeah yeah the i mean the 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 things that the thing that i keep coming back to um and kind of have led me to where i am today are um you know openness collaboration win and the in part like because they they enable i think i think open source especially but but especially but but open collaborative ecosystems allow for innovation i mean it, it kind of begs the question but but i think in in commerce it's it ain't great to be to be keeping up you know basically if you want to be future proof it means that you are actually the one driving future behaviors and setting new norms so you want to be the most inventive and engaging um, engaging platform, not just for merchants and, and their customers, but also for the developers and, and the vendors out there who want to do interesting things. Um, and, and they just need a playground for it. And this is the challenge that like, you know, so I think, I think Shopify, <laughs> obviously a fantastic platform. And, and I think merchants are well served by it, you know, up to a point, but um, the, the ability of a massive project like that, who has to, has to be a lot of, th- you know, whatever it is, it, it's that to all people, um, yeah. they kind of end up with some challenges when it comes to how much they can drive the market um, forward, like from a functionality standpoint. I mean, now they have the market share to do something like, you know, build a fulfillment network. Like that's something that, that an open source, you know, e-commerce platform is going to have a hard time doing, but yeah. You know that's that's a that's a different kind of uh, that's more organization rather than innovation. Although I don't want to say that um, that that's that that offering is not uh, innovative, but yeah, I, I just I like the idea of space existing for innovation because I think as we you know as we facilitate innovation, we just make commerce better for everybody. Yeah, and I was like from an agency perspective or a consulting firm like we are, you know, it's fun to see all these you know companies kind of battle each other a little bit more of like, here's, here's what this is, you know, here's a great thing. And, you know, none of them really fit all clients, right? You kind of have to have a tool set for everything. Um, yeah. What, what do you, so it's actually a really good thing. Like, what do you, from, from the agency perspective, I mean, I maintain, and you know, I'm, as we said, my, my background was the agency. And I think I always, I have retained thankfully because of that, a priority on you know what's best for the merchant right so what, what what is really making the merchant's life better which is why like no matter where i'm working 
if I see someone trying to put a merchant on, you know, even my employer's platform, but it's a bad fit, I'm going to call that shit out because, you know, it, it, it just wastes time and money. It just drags the whole system down. So when you see, when you see the platforms duking it out, like how does that feel on, on the end of an agency operator? Um, I think for me, my problem was always the sales organizations of the platforms where they push the platform and agency, like this is why, like we're Shopify plus partner. We haven't been Magento partner since the original partnership. Just what we have other partnerships, but for us as like in reality, we don't care about the platform. It's about the merchant. It's all about the merchant. So it's the bet whatever is the best for that merchant. We've built clients on community on community of Magento that are doing $150 million, but we have, we've done clients that do, you know, $20 million, but it fits the thing on enterprise level. So there's a whole bunch of things around that, that come into play. And we, we kind of work with the merchant. It's all about the merchant, you know, like I'm going to offend a whole bunch of people, but I don't really care. Like to me, it's about the merchant and I don't care about the platform for, from the perspective of whatever is best, that's where it goes um, because they pay the bills. I'm sorry, but they pay us. You know what I mean? Like I, I, as simple as that might sound, they pay us to do really good things with them so they can grow. <laughs> We're going to bring the best tool set as yeah. we can to the thing. And then it has a whole bunch of variations to that. Well, I mean, and that's, you know, if I were, if I were, um, you know, if I were a merchant looking for a, you know, trying to select an agency that, I mean, that's one of the questions I would ask, which is like, uh, so how, like how many, how many, how many merchants have you referred to a different agency? Because, you know, you don't, you don't work with the platform that they need is not one you, you use. So, you know, I, I would look for, I would look for how often they disqualify merchants in the interest of the merchant. Um, you know, then, then like, okay, how many merchants have you taken and, you know, successfully help, you know, scale their business? I think that's an important question. Answer to that one, uh, four in the past two weeks. See, okay, you're one of the you're one of the good ones. I wish there were more of you. Uh, actually, I think I think a lot of a lot of agencies, especially the ones that survive long term, are, um, you know, they do a good job of that. They they, you know, they just say, look, you know, uh, the, the, I think the the example I have from my Blue Acorn days was uh, this um, woman came in and and she had been told like Magento's that's the new hot stuff. You need to use it. Um, Blue Acorn is this amazing partner. Uh, they've got this guy there, Ben Marks. He's amazing. No, they shouldn't say anything about me. Um, you know, but she came, she came, she came to us and we, it was really small then. I think that was like the second office. Um, and you know, but her, her product, she had like a, 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 it was a single plastic product that came in five colors. <laughs> we were, and we're like, and, and she did a great story and everything. It was really neat, but I'm like, like, this is, you know, and, and, and it was Kevin's example. Kevin was just like, yeah, you, you know, don't use Magento and, and don't use us because like we think here, I think lemon stand was what we ended up suggesting to her, which was, uh, I don't even know if it's still around, but you know, it was just, uh, I believe MailChimp bought it. Okay. So, you know, it, it, it was, it was not, it was a, it was a, an easy to administer, uh, simple feature set, but it was everything she needed. And Magento would have been, uh, I mean, the deal was done before she walked in the door. 
but Magento was absolutely the wrong platform for her because it just, it was, it was way too much firepower for what she needed to accomplish. And then over time, that would have been way more investment in maintenance and everything else. And that, that example always stuck with me. And um, I've, you know, I carry it through to this day. Obviously I still remember. Yeah. We, we do that all the time um, because the, the, it, I just feel when somebody comes to us, it's like, we got sold only platform and we already pay this license. And we come to them and go, listen, this is just silly. I, I just, I feel bad. Like to me, it's always been that I know we're not right thing because all of them are, are every single one of platforms that have sales. It's just, they're responsible for this. Um, and that's a problem because that also gives a big bad name to agencies. Agencies might be amazing, but they're forced to do a platform that doesn't fit a client. And then it's a bad working relationship. And that's just wrong. Um, you know, building this stuff and doing good things for clients is, is responsibility. And I don't know. I just, I, I've always felt bad. Um, a lot of times it pisses me off <laughs> when people push things that they shouldn't be using um, because it makes no sense. Um, it's harder to do like this whole business is based on margin, <laughs> right? This whole yeah. business. Yep. So how can you increase your margin and look at your spend on technology on everything else that just has to fit the world? Um, and that's always been the, the hardest. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and there, there are so many things because everyone, you know, this is, the margins conversation is becoming increasingly important um, as SaaS continues to eat, eat the space. Right. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, to dump on SaaS. Um, I, I, it, 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 it generally fits a lot of things yeah, mostly. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. It, 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 right. it can work in a lot of situations uh, you know, it's, it, it, the advantages uh, there's like a Newtonian kind of, benefit, uh, detriment, you know, thing where, where basically there's, there's for every benefit, there's an equal and op opposite uh, detriment. And it's just a matter of like your requirements that, you know, we, whether it's, you're the agency or you're the merchant, your requirements that, that, you know, it's a, it's a benefit or a detriment and how much it matters. Um, but you know, uh, SAS, SAS solutions, uh, SAS solutions end up being, um, you know, limited, uh, I think I kind of lost my train of thought there, but like they kind of, they kind of, be, it, yeah, they, they end up, you know, they end up having to be limited. I mean, that's a good thing. Um, that's a good thing, but it's also, um, like I say, I was talking about margins. Um, and, and, and the thing is like, they're, they're, they're owning very specific pieces. Right. And over time you see like Shopify as it, as it you know, grabbed more and more market share, um, and my God, I wish I'd invested in the stock like two years ago. Um, but who, who, who's going to, who, how, how many people could, could honestly need a store? Um, you know, but as they, as they evolve and they look at, they look at their business and I, and I've always been jealous coming from open source, the commerce world, um, you know, they have all the data, they literally know everything that's happening. Um, yeah. and they can sit there and go, Oh, well, if we just, you know, dip our, dip our beak in here, look at that. Mm -hmm. We can extract this much more, you know, and, and so there's always the challenge of, you know, they're going to eventually, if, if there's enough of, of, of revenue, whether it's like recurring payments or logistics or payments, like they, they're going to, they're going to dip into those streams and they're going to make more and more money for their shareholders and for, you know, their employees. 
nothing wrong with this. And, and, and it kind of, we saw it happen in the Magento world as well. Like Magento eventually would start to kind of get into the, you know, in those things. yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, those, but when you're looking at the margins, you know, it's like how much of that margin benefit is passed back to the merchant, right? Okay. So wait, I'm, I'm a merchant and I'm using your platform and um, I, you know, you, you materially benefit from me using your, you know, exclusively your payment uh, solution. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, probably the way it's positioned is, you know, like, is it, is it that I'm getting money back or is it that it's just a higher cost if, if I allow PayPal in there or something, right. um, you know, and then, and, and then, you know, in the, in the, like, look at the Magento world or, you know, other, other software uh, similar to that, where you get into revenue bands. Um, and I don't know if like big commerce, I don't know, I don't know the pricing model for like big commerce, but, um, yeah, you know, in the Magento enterprise, uh, enterprise world or Magento commerce world, you know, the, the pricing is by bands. Right. And, and I mean, you know, you're playing that margin. That's like all over, like it's just taken a piece of it. And then you go through other service providers, um, you know, you mail your coupons or whatever else they're taking a piece of two, like at some point it's like, yeah. okay, and, well, and, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, and things like, and things like, uh, you know, gross revenue is, it's, it's like a, it's a pretty poor proxy for, you know, yeah. what it more, more like what, what are you, what are you making off of this? You know, it's a challenge. Right. It's a challenge with like B2B, you know, a high order value, razor thin margins. Um, like we're approaching like restaurant level <laughs> margins and, you know, but, uh, you, oh, but you're doing a hundred million, you know, like in, in GMV. Well, right. yeah, I like, am, I am, but I'm, you know, take, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making, you know, 10,000 a month and two coconuts. So right. um, it, it's, it's, I anyway, I I have I have a stronger orientation uh, towards. Even I can go on a rant about this, like like pretty yeah. well. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I have a strong orientation towards owning as much of your destiny as you can, which also comes with a cost. You know, right. I think I, I think a lot of these points get made, you know, without the 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 responsible associated, but. But yeah, there's a but in there all the time, right? And, and I'm but. I'm I'm well known as a responsible but. <laughs> sorry it's the only joke i could think of yes yes correct uh all right well let's let's uh let's move on to the the new toy um <laughs> the the new toy. The um, i was actually excited um we've been hearing more and more about shopware um some of our crew is using it now oh cool um, we, so we're definitely seeing it um we've been poking around obviously you know we're, we as a company we're a little based differently than most agencies we don't go after everything you know we're smaller um but we're fully retainer based so we stay with our clients for a very long time you know we have a small crew so we don't take on a lot of things all the time um but we look at new technology all the time so um shopperware has been in our sites for a while now um, which is awesome. And I was excited when you like that popped up. I was like, this is perfect. I know that was going to happen at some point. How did that happen? Uh, you know, as, as time went on, um, I mean, obviously well-known in the Magento sphere. Um, and uh, it, it, my time at Magento was spent in, you know, I was there in large part because I, I wanted to give back, you know, it's this, you know, for, for all the benefit I derived from Magento and then also, it, it, you know, as, as I got into it, I realized I was able to guard, you know, help the business, you know, help P 
people who I knew, people who I watched go from like, you know, like the, the two developers, you know, working in a corner somewhere, you know, and then all of a sudden they've got this huge agency or, you know, people like Karen Baker who, you know, started with, you know, answering a, a question in a forum, like helping a friend out. Uh, and then, you know, she's built this like multi-million dollar <laughs> like shipping. Company. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, this stuff is really cool. So I wanted to help out. Uh, but then after the Adobe acquisition, um, which Adobe's uh, a fantastic company to work for, they were, they were great as an employer. Um, you know, I just think I had reached the end of my usefulness. Um, and, and along with that, and then, you know, the pandemic year kind of disrupted my normal flow of like being everywhere but home and spending time with, with all the people out there. And I was able to do some really cool things uh, during the pandemic. Um, uh, Magento Adobe spun up a, a basically a, a fund to allow partners to keep actually keep developers employed that they would have otherwise had to like you know furlough or or fire. I mean, yeah. um, and it was it was a really cool thing to be involved in that in that way. But but really, I think you know as we start to look at life after a pandemic, um, I'm like, you know, what do I want to do when I grow up? And realizing <laughs> I needed the challenge and, and I'd kind of, uh, so I put out there on LinkedIn, I switched my little, my availability to available uh, and no, literally no one noticed for several months. It, like I didn't hear from any, and then all of a sudden the, the, the floodgates opened and um, people, I, most of the contacts actually came after I flipped my availability to off. Um, and uh, you know, I was chatting with some, uh, technology vendors and, and, uh, but the shopware crew who I knew because I'd actually been to shopware community day back in 2016, uh, just in the course of doing my work, I was in Germany, figured I'd go see what they were all about. Uh, you know, really good vibe, small town, Northwestern Germany. Um, I think it's Northwestern Germany. Uh, it's in Germany. Yeah. Uh, yes. Really tiny town from where I've yeah, heard. Shipping and, um, <laughs> and they, uh, you know, we started, so I started chatting with the two brothers who founded it, right? So, so Shopware is entirely bootstrapped. Uh, I think you founded like the uh, Stefan, like when he was 16. So you have two brothers. One's like the, the technical kind of technical tactical yep, one is, yep. in, is the design. Like they're, they're, it's almost a yin yang. Um, and, you know, and they just grew it from these, you know, this two guys, and then they just built this thing. And then eventually figured out in like 2010, once they built this uh, commerce solution that like, hey, we should be open source, like that's the smart move. And, you know, and you can see it, it, it their adoption uh, and participation, it all, it all took off after that. So yeah. we were chatting anyway. So this is the background for this conversation. And, and I realized that I, uh, we share a lot of the same um, philosophy in this area. So some of the stuff that I've said on, on the, um, on the podcast so far, and I, I was like, wow, this is a really good opportunity. And, um, and we kind of explored what it would look like for me to, for me to come on board. So it came together pretty quickly. Uh, I just, you know, I was like, Hey, yeah, we, we uh, let's do this. Um, um, and, you know, I, I think it was a case of we're not sure exactly what you're going to be doing, but we know we, we we know we should we we should be working together. In fact, I think 
I, I think, you know, from the, from the original like conversation and then even, even like the, the fight, like the, the penultimate draft of the employment agreement had like a completely different job description. In fact, I'm not even sure that my current job description matches the employment agreement that I signed, uh, but it's matter. okay. So it, it, you know, it's been, Ben's here and, and, um, and holy crap, when, when the news came out and, um, you know, this week I was announced that I, that I was joining I, I, a lot of people reaching out uh, a lot of people who know, like, especially both Magento and the shopware space. Yeah. They're, they're like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. Several people predicted it. Um, they kind of had put it out there on social media, you know, after I announced I was leaving um, Adobe, uh, they were like, ah, oh, Betty's going to go to shopware. And yeah, it's uh, funny because we've talked about this last year when we had breakfast and it was like, you know, Ben's got to go somewhere at some point, um, which was funny. The other thing happened. We, uh, I told my the crew in Poland, like, so we have a we have a most of our development is in yep. Poland, um, and the, the guy who runs it, he was like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever because they're they <laughs> love the chopper. So I was like, this is he's like, this is perfect. So that just changes the conversation about the product. I had and bar like it's just truly like I I probably could have. I could have like asked for a signing bonus if I'd had any idea because I have I had a lot of people reach out and say like oh you know this is really this is a really strong signal and and I'm I'm far from the only thing like only I'm far from the only new news at Shopware I mean they've they're in the middle of of a of a you know a well I mean they're German well researched like well uh, well yeah. processed um, shift in what they're what what they're working on what we're working on um, and that's you know, going, you know, being English first and really, you know, thinking, thinking about things internationally. Um, and, you know, and there, there, I'm, I'm actually in there. And as I've met people and we're having these conversations, like, well, I've only been here two months or I've only been here four months. I've only been here seven months. Now there are lots of people who've been there for years and years and kind of grown with the company, but there are a lot of new people coming in with, with, you know, new, you know, sort of new experience and everything else. And, so you see that happening. So I think you see things, the business evolving, even after I think Shopware six was a really important release. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if I, if I map it to like Magento world, like Magento one to Magento two, you know, probably a better, a better idea would have been to really just thoroughly scrap Magento one and just build it fresh with Magento two. There are a lot of reasons it didn't happen. I'm not the best person to tell that story and I'm not, I'm also not shitting on on Magento 2 as a as a product because I think especially as of like 2.4, it's you know it it, it has it has come Magento 2 has I'm gonna come say, a long it, way. it has gotten better. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we've it, seen it from you know beta Magento yeah, 2.0. 2.0 was rough. It's I'm not betraying any any <laughs> confidence in saying that that no, saying you're not. That. It was rough. But you know, Shopware Six was like, okay, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna start fresh and we're gonna build this yeah. thing, you know, completely modular. I think, you know, switching to Symphony, like having it on Symphony, was the right thing to do. I, I would wish that that um, Magento had had the capacity and opportunity to do that. I'm not sure it was possible, you know, first under eBay and then, you know, as time goes on, you're just you're in too deep. But, um, you know, it may. I, I think I think Symphony is a as a, as a framework allows for a lot more, um, individual, uh, freedom, determinism, um, uh, flexibility and just growth. I mean, that's, yeah, 
good. It's a good product. So. And it's, a, you know, and you look at, and then you look more broadly at the Symphony ecosystem, um, you know, and you look at, at the other frameworks out there that are widely used that are also based on Symphony. But then, I mean, uh, I was saying this actually on the Space 48 podcast earlier this week, you know, Fabian Potentier, I, I mean, my, my, my goodness, that man, he makes, he makes like what he's built seem so casual and easy, like anyone could have done it, but it's just, steady, steady execution. And, um, you know, and yeah, it's a great basis. And that's what I, I actually take that example when I'm thinking about what I want to try, what, what excites me about the opportunity with shopware, what I want to build there is, you know, more than just like, oh, maybe make a great e-commerce platform and hopefully people will use it. Now I'm talking about like, if you, if you build things the right way and in, in an open enough way, you build an open ecosystem and it becomes like it, it, it becomes a, you know, force multiplier, right? Because people build their businesses. They, they stake their ground in this open ecosystem. And the cool thing is, is you're not, you're not really building it on rented ground. You're building it on this thing that's kind of co-owned by the company and the community. And I think, you know, I, I maintain that, that without, um, that without, I keep coming back. Mark Andreessen, 2011. Uh, Mark Andreessen, you've not heard of him. He's he's kind of successful in the tech space. Um, it, it said, famously said or observed, you know, software is eating the world. And and it's not, I'm not the first person to to extend it for where we are now. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I thought of it kind of. It occurred to me you know, a few days ago, but I looked and other people have said it since maybe like 2017. But SaaS is eating software. Yeah. So software's eating the world and now SaaS is eating software. And and it's not a it's not, you know, it's not a derogatory thing to say. It's just it's the way it is. And I think without intention, like without without someone actually intentionally maintaining a big open space and an open playing field, um SaaS is the default path. Like it, it would right. all be SaaS. And then you you kind of end up with you know, you still end up with people, you know, people are still going to have stores and everything, but it's all kind of, you know, a little boring under one house and innovation kind of goes away. Basically the oxygen goes out of the room uh, is what I said in, in my recent blog post. And, um, you know, and I, I, you know, I, I don't think I'm wrong in that. And so I think basically the world is, the world would be okay if SAS just eats everything, but I think it's a lot better if a company like Shopware can come in and say, Hey, let's, let's be intentionally open deliberate, uh, deliberate partners with the, all the members of our ecosystem. Yeah. And, and, and really try and say, Hey, these are the, these are the rules of engagement. Uh, and, and, and we're going to play by those rules and we're, we're going to hope and expect you all to play by those rules. But if we do this and we work together, then we end up with this like big thing. I know I sound like I'm describing a friggin' unicorn here, but this is like, but this, this really is, I'm, I, and my hair's long, it's just Corona. I'm not a hippie. Um, but this is, this is, this is literally, um, uh, you know, it, it couldn't be any clearer, clearer to me and I'm not a very clear person. So, um, yeah, so, so I want, I want to create, um, create the environment for a lot of people to both be able to enter and then also be able to grow their businesses and, you know, and their professional networks and, then, you know, wherever things are headed in three to five years, you know, we'll have a really good basis for taking that, you know, taking that journey wherever it's going to go. Um, yeah. You know, me personally, I might just go to Mallorca, but, 
others may just go, you know, further into business. Um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That's awesome, man. Um, well, that's, that's a fun story. I mean, I'm, I'm excited that you're there, obviously. Um, we've known each other for a very long time. So, um, and I, I, you know, from what I heard about the platform, it's, it's awesome. It's a good, it's a good time. And it sounds like from, from what you're saying, it's like, it feels like the, the, the beginnings of when we were in, you know, doing Magenta world, you know, the beginnings of that community again, coming up, but like the 2.0 version of it. Well, so, um, yeah, I, I hear you. And, and I also, you know, find myself in a similar, a similar orientation, a similar mindset. Um, but, uh, I, I think I probably should say two things. I mean, one, I, you know, I'm, I'm the new person or a new person. And, you know, I, I, I probably can't give the most reliable description of what the shopware community has been to date. Sure. Um, I also, I also sure as hell do not want to be like, want to shape it in sort of according to my idea of what it should be uh, because it's a living, breathing thing right now. And I think that's not, that's not by accident. Uh, and I think that's important. So I think it, you know, and having visited with, uh, with shopware in the past, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I think, I think there's, it has enough of itself there. It, it's, it certainly is a similar story, but, um, you know, but it's also, you know, even, even given the similarities and the parallels, like, you know, if anyone were, were trying to follow like the Magento playbook, you know, right. To, no. Like if, if, if you are, if you are like, you know, if you're trying to sort of go where Magento has been, like, so by definition, you're trying to do today what was done a few years ago. I mean, there isn't, there aren't many places in tech where that's going to work out because the time, the opportunity is different. I mean, you know, even Magento, if you start, if you try to create Magento um, two years ago and say, oh, let's, let's take the power back. Uh, I mean, I think you would have some attraction for like custom commerce, but um I, I think the, you know, you, you've lost the moment because, because you don't have that, that foundational, you know, that, that gas in the tank or, or, you know, if you use the, um, uh, the ancient sunlight metaphor, uh, like you don't have, you don't have the petroleum to draw on, right. Because you, you don't have right. all of these aspirational merchants just sort of like, Oh, Hey, I'll just go here. Uh, you know, if, if Shopify of 20, 50, 20, let's say 2017, 2018, if, if Shopify of that era, if that, if that exists in 2008, you don't get Magento. And, and I think, so what we have to do today is, is differentiate more on, you know, be a little bit more forceful about, um, you know, aggressively going after partners, you know, making, making shopware fit in different markets, um, making sure that the product itself has fitment in those markets, building those relationships. But at the same time, preserve like making sure that we're not being so prescriptive that we are um you know we're prescribing anyone from from joining like i think it you 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 have to be a little bit more organized to succeed today but if you do it you can create that open that open playing field yeah and and community is community right each community sort of section is going to have its own world and everybody's going to you know they might be a cross cross between them because we we're in the bigger e-commerce space, but each one of them will will kind of dial down to which what the community looks like after that. Yeah, uh, yeah, which is, which is fun. Um, two final questions for you, Ben. Okay. Number one, what are you currently obsessed with? 
Uh, it could be anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Figuring out what I'm supposed to do here. <laughs> it doesn't have to be at work. <laughs> I mean, that really is. Um, that's that's uh, that's all I'm. Uh, so yeah, really, I probably am uh, more than I have been in a long time. Really trying to figure out. Okay, how do I do what? You know, how how can I do what I do really well? Because I think if I do it well it's going to make a lot of opportunity and maybe even life-changing opportunity for a lot of others. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the last question was the last thing you bought online. <laughs> hey, I happen to know this because it happened the other day. I bought a two channel mixer uh, because uh, I got to go play some percussion tonight with one of my old bandmates and you know, when he has a, when he has a, a third person show up, you know what, I, I can only use one microphone. And, you know, I think, I think no, no, even the smallest percussion rig needs at least two mics. So that's, right. that's, that's what I, and I think I, uh, I, I, I think I bought it on Amazon. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is what it is, right? Ben, thank you so much for being with us. Um, we'll see you around the, the webs um, where everybody can find you, you know, all the time to do yeah, your plugs. I, yeah, so uh, I I live here. I'm gonna give you directions to my house. Uh, it's just down the street from here. Uh, you, you hit the Funny water. Enough, I know where it is. <laughs> when you hit that, when you hit the water, turn left uh, and make noise, and I'll find you. No, uh, I can be reached on the Twitters. Uh, uh, ben Marks, B E N M A R K S. I can be reached via email at b dot marks, uh, same spelling as before, at shopware.com. Uh, you can also accost me tonight at the dinghy uh, here on Isle of Palms. I'll be representing with my buddy, Patrick. I love Isle of Palms. One of my favorite places. I hope to see you back sometime there, Papa. So soon enough, sir. Thank you so much, Ben. Good talking with you, Bart. Thanks for listening. In the Ring is produced and edited by me, John Suter, with production assistance from Brittany Blackman. The show is a production of Sumo Heavy, an e-commerce consulting firm with offices in Brooklyn, New York, and Philadelphia. If you like what you've heard, head over to iTunes and give us a rating. And finally, if you have any comments, suggestions, or ideas for show topics or guests, hit us up on social media channels at Sumo Heavy. If you'd like to learn more about Sumo Heavy, find us on the web at sumoheavy.com. That's it for now. We'll see you next week in the ring.